of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. This is Apostle Nicole Reddick with Converting Souls International Ministries. I will be teaching you this month on building your spiritual house. Building your spiritual house. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for your word. I thank you for your love, your mercy, and your grace. I pray that the believer and everyone who hears this preaching and teaching of your word, that they will uh, be a doer and abide by it, and not a hearer only. So I pray that you would edify the body of Christ in this hour, in this month, as they learn how to build in the spirit and continue therein in their walk with you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ amen and amen building your spiritual house building your spiritual house first Peter the second chapter First Peter, the second chapter, the fifth verse. Also, a living stone, a lively stone, a lively stone, are built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood, to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. Building your spiritual house. You're a lively stone. You're a lively stone. And how did you become a lively stone? You received Jesus Christ. You believe on his name. Hebrews, the third chapter. Hebrews, the third chapter, the sixth verse. But Christ, as a son over his own house, whose house we are. So here we got to understand that we are under Christ's house. He is a son. He is the Son. Whose house are we if we hold fast the confidence and the rejoicing of the hope firm unto the end? We are in God's house. And we're lively stones. And Christ is over us. I want to read from verse 3. I mean verse 1 in chapter 3. Go back up to verse 1. It says, Wherefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and high priest of our profession, Christ Jesus. He is the high priest of our profession, who was faithful to him that appointed him, 
as also Moses was faithful in all his house. And we must understand that Moses was the leader of the children of Israel. He did, God used him to deliver the children of Israel out of the hands of Pharaoh. And we must understand that as a leader, you are supposed to be faithful in the house of God. For this man was counted worthy of more glory than Moses. Who is this man but Jesus Christ? The apostle and high priest of our profession. And as much as he. <coughs> excuse me. Who have builded the house have more honor than the house. Here we are. God is comparing the writer of Hebrews, Moses, to Jesus Christ. Now we're all leaders, but God is showing us here that he prefers Christ over Moses. He says, for every house is builded by some. But he that buildeth all things is God. And Moses verily was faithful in all his house as a servant for a testimony of those things which were to be spoken of after. But Christ as a son over his own house, whose house are we if we hold fast the confidence and the rejoicing of the hope firm unto the end. Now, how are we his house? We, as a people, are the house in which the sun is over. And you have to build up your spiritual house. You have become a lively stone. A lively stone. It says, wherefore, as the Holy Ghost saith today, if, he, if we will hear his voice, will you hear his voice today? Will you hear his voice? Ephesians, the second chapter. Now, God is saying to those who think Moses is still in charge, that no, I prefer Christ in this hour. Moses was in his time the leader over God's house. But God has chosen Christ now to be over his spiritual house. Why? Because he is the one that makes us lively stones. His word is quickening. It makes our spirits come alive. Ephesians, the second chapter. Ephesians, the second chapter. The 20th verse. <clears throat> All right, let's go back up to the 18th verse. It says, for through him we both have access by one spirit unto the Father. And who is this? In verse 13 says, but now in Christ Jesus, ye who were sometimes afar off are made nigh by the blood of Christ. So we must understand for through him means Jesus Christ. We both have access by one spirit unto the Father. Mm, excuse me. Now, therefore, ye are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with saints and of the household of God. You're of the household of God. And listen to this. And are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. In whom all the building fitly framed together groweth unto a holy temple in the Lord. In whom ye also are builded together for a habitation of God through the Spirit. 
This is a house you cannot see. This is the house of your spirit. You are a lively stone in the spiritual kingdom. You are a lively stone. And just like you see a church house and we go into it, you are one of the stones the church house are made of. You got to see it in the natural in order to see it in the spirit. But you must also understand that it is a comparison so that you will understand your place in the spirit. You are a lively stone. And you got to build up your spiritual house. Christ is over it. God left his word here. And now we have to build. Build up your spiritual house. You've come to Christ. You received him. And in 1 Peter 2. Remember. It says. Ye also are lively stones. And built up a spiritual house. We just talked about the chief cornerstone being Jesus Christ. Wherefore also it is contained in the scripture I'm reading from 1 Peter 2. Behold, I lay in Zion a chief cornerstone, elect, precious, and he that believeth on him shall not be confounded. If you believe in Jesus Christ, you shall not be confounded. Unto you, therefore, which believe, he is precious, but unto them which be disobedient, the stone which the builders disallowed, the same is made the head of the corner. Those that reject Jesus Christ, who was made the head, Christ the son over his house. But there are going to be those that reject him. Thank God you are not one of them. They have a time where they can come in. And as, as long as they keep rejecting him, but on the day that they die and they pass on to hell because they rejected the chief corner stone, even as Christ is, so are we. We are lively stones and we have to build up our spiritual house. But it's not built up doing the things you did when you were a part of the world. Remember now, as a believer, you have become independent of the world. We have a temple. And this temple is, this, is our spirit. We have a temple. It's our bodies. It houses the spirit of God. It houses our spirit. And we have to build that spirit up. And I'm getting ready to give you steps on how to build your spiritual house. Remember, you were... An outsider at one time. First Peter 2 1 says, Wherefore, laying aside all malice and all guile and all hypocrisy and envies and all evil speakings, you were once one that did that, but you are no longer that. You are a lively stone in Christ. And you have to continue to build. It don't matter what stage of spiritual development you are in. You have to continue to build. 1 Corinthians, the third chapter. 1 Corinthians, the third chapter. The 16th verse. Know ye not that ye are the temple of God, and that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you. 
You are the temple. And the Spirit of God dwelleth in you. The lively stone. He keeps your spirit alive. Remember, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God is the keeper. You think you can live and you will always sin. That is man's mentality. But understand this. If you're led by the Spirit, He will not lead you into sin. We have to come out of man's mentality. It's not hard. The Bible says, If any man defile the temple of God, him shall God destroy. For the temple of God is holy. Which temple are you? You are the temple of God. Don't destroy it. You got to build it up. Matthew 16, 18. You are a lively stone. Understand that. Matthew 16, 18. And I say also unto thee that thou art Peter. Here we go again with Peter. And upon this rock I will build my church. What did he call him? A rock. He is a lively stone. Jesus Christ is the chief cornerstone. If he is the rock of our salvation, what are we to others? Are you living like the rock? Are you living like the lively stone? You've got to build your spiritual house. We are Christ. And he said unto Peter, Upon this rock I will build my church. You are a lively stone. And although here he's saying he will build the house of God that you go to. But in the spirit he is building. He became a lively stone. Every time a pastor preach, they are building your spiritual house. You have to abide by it. They are teaching us how to live independent of the world. Jude 1.20 I'm letting you know you are a lively stone. A lively stone. You are in the house of God. You are a lively stone. Jude the first chapter. Well it's only one chapter. Verse 20. It says, But ye beloved, Building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Here we are. This is how to build your spiritual house. Build your spiritual house by praying in the Holy Ghost. Now, does praying in the Holy Ghost mean that all I have to do is say, speak in tongues? No, it does not mean that. But before you get baptized in the Spirit, you still have to connect with the Spirit. So if you don't know how to speak in tongues yet, then I want you to understand that you can still allow the Holy Ghost to lead you in prayer. The Bible says it is praying in the Holy Ghost how we build our spiritual house. Now, some of you can speak in tongues, and some of you can't. But I want you to understand, it is through praying that you build. It is through praying that you build. 
We have to build our spiritual house. Ephesians, the sixth chapter. Praying in the spirit. Prayer is part of your Christian armor. I want you to get that in your mind. Prayer is part of your Christian armor. Ephesians 6, 18. It says, Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. This is a part of your Christian armor. If you go back up to verse 11 of Ephesians 6, it says, Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. And then verse 12, the apostle goes on to explain to us, We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. And if you understand that verse, you are led by Satan. Things that began in the beginning is the principality. What has happened in your life? Why did it take a turn? Things that happened in the beginning. Where did it start from? And then it says, verse 13, Wherefore take unto you the whole armor of God. And in verse 18 it says, Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. You've got to let the Holy Ghost lead your prayer life. You've got to let the Holy Ghost lead you in prayer. If you can't speak in tongues, speak in English, but let the Holy Spirit lead you. You don't want your soulish flesh leading you in prayer. Because your soulish flesh will lead you to pray things that is not the will of God for you. And then you're wondering why God isn't answering your prayers. It was your desire. So let's understand. We have to pray always with all prayer and supplication. Watching, being sober. That's what watching means. Being sober unto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. We have to be prayerful. It's part of your Christian armor. And it starts on how you build your spiritual house. Romans the 8th chapter. Through prayer in the spirit. Romans the 8th chapter. chapter the 26 and 27 verse likewise the spirit also helpeth our infirmities for we know not what we should pray for as we ought in other words the apostle is telling us we don't know what to pray and like I told you if you lead it you're going to be praying according to your desires according to your flesh and then you're going to be wondering why God isn't answering my prayers. See, one reason why is because you're, you're praying according to the flesh. The other reason may be, another reason may be, it's not the perfect time of God for the answer. Another time may be, your answer may be held up by Satan or one of his seeds. The devil and his imps. 
you got to understand that there are different reasons why God may not answer your prayer at the time. And you've got to trust God. You've got to trust Him. And sometimes He'll give you an answer and you got to wait on it. You got to wait. You might not even like the answer. It says, For we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself maketh intercession. The Spirit of God is praying, interceding for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. They're groanings which cannot be uttered. And he that searcheth the hearts knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit. Who searches the heart but God? He know you better than you know yourself. He only knows the mind of the spirit. Why? Because remember, we when we read the Bible, it tells us nobody knoweth the mind of God but the spirit of God that is in him. And so we got to understand that God knoweth the mind of the spirit because it is his. He maketh intercession for the saints according to to whose will? To the will of God. Not to the will of man, but to the will of God. The Spirit maketh intercession. So if you want to build your spiritual house, you need a prayer life. You need a prayer life. Intercession means to intercede in, on behalf of someone else. That means to plead on their behalf. And you do it being led by the Holy Ghost. Some of us can speak in tongues and some of us can't. Some of us have a prayer life and some of us don't. Whatever your prayer life is, understand, let it be led by the Holy Ghost. Because when it's led by the Holy Ghost, he knows exactly what we need to pray for. He's, the Bible says, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself knows. So we got to understand that as lively stones, we are led even in prayer by the Spirit of God. And we have to build up our spiritual house. Build up your spiritual house. We have to intercede. We have to plead on behalf of someone else. Zechariah, the 12th chapter. This is, this is how you build your spiritual house. Praying in the Holy Ghost. Zechariah 12.10 And I will pour upon the house of David and upon the inhabitants of Jerusalem the spirit of grace and of supplications. And they shall look upon me whom they have pierced. And hear... Who is talking? The prophet is prophesying because God is saying, I will pour upon the house of David and upon the inhabitants of Jerusalem the spirit of grace and of supplication. And I have a book that I wrote on the spirits of the Bible. The spirit of grace and the spirit of supplication is in the book. And they shall look upon me whom they have pierced. And they shall mourn for him as one mourneth for his only son. And shall be in bitterness for him as one that is in bitterness for his firstborn. We've got to understand The spirit of supplication 
and the spirit of grace. The spirit of supplication is praying on behalf of someone else. The spirit of supplication. The Bible says, and they shall look upon me whom they have pierced, and they shall mourn for him. They mourn for Christ. As one mourneth for his only son, and shall be in bitterness for him as one that is in bitterness for his firstborn. We have to be in supplication. The spirit of supplication. The, these things, the spirit of grace and supplication come from the Holy Ghost. Because the Bible says the Lord will pour out upon them. And if we go to Joel 2.27. Joel 2.27. And ye shall know that I am in the midst of Israel. And that I am the Lord your God. And none else. And my people shall never be ashamed. Verse 28. And it shall come to pass afterwards. That I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams and your young men shall see visions. And also upon the servants and upon the handmaids. Who are the handmaids but the women in God? The women in Christ. In those days will I pour out my spirit. He didn't leave us out. But men sometimes do. He didn't leave us out. He poured out his spirit upon us so that we can be led. So that we can build our spiritual houses in prayer and supplication. He didn't leave us out. Acts 1 7. This is Joel in the prophecy, but in Acts 1-7, the prophecy was fulfilled. And the Spirit of God is in the house today. Okay, not 1-7. This is what Christ is saying in 1-7. And he said unto them, It is not for you to know the times or the season which the Father has put in his own power. Listen to what else he says. But ye shall receive power. You shall receive the power, the authority that God has given by the Holy Ghost when he comes upon you. This is the power of God in your life. You cannot leave out the Holy Ghost. And ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the other most part of the earth. The Holy Ghost makes you a witness for God. If you don't build up your spiritual house, you are not a good witness. Why? Because you're led in your flesh and not by the Spirit at all times. We have to be led in the Spirit. Building up your spiritual house means you've got to walk by the Spirit of God. But if you are not allowing Him to lead you, you don't know Him, you've got to get to. You've got to get to know the Holy Ghost. It is the power of God in your life. And if you're wondering how can you get from a babe to a child, is by the Holy Ghost. You've got to learn him. You've got to lean into him. You've got to follow him. It is the Holy Ghost. Now the fulfillment of God pouring out his spirit upon all of us. Here it is in Acts chapter 2. It is the fulfillment. Because in the four synoptic gospels at the end we see where Christ has died. That is the fulfillment of Zechariah, the 12th chapter, the 10th verse, when Christ was lifted up 
The spirit of supplication of grace was released. The power of God. And here it is, the fulfillment of the Holy Ghost being released upon all men in Acts chapter 2. And it said, and suddenly, we can read from the first verse, and when the day of Pentecost was fully come, that means the season was fulfilled for the releasing of the Spirit, the time of the pouring out upon us. They were all with one accord in one place. The key here, it was the time, but they were what? With one accord. You have to be with one accord. If you really want to see God move in the house of God, we have to be with one accord. That is everywhere in the Bible. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. A sound from heaven. We're talking about the Holy Ghost, the power of God. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire. And it sat upon each of them. So here they are. The mighty wind is rushing. But then he became gentle and it sat upon them like fire. It was a rushing mighty wind. Have you ever been outside in the wind? When it was just blowing hard in, in different directions. And it says, the wind filled the house. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues, like as a fire. So then they began to speak in tongues. They began to speak in tongues. The tongues were as a fire. We got to understand to build our spiritual houses. As you mature in Christ, you will begin to seek. But if you don't let the Spirit lead you, you will never go into your spiritual gift of tongues. Understand the baptism of the Holy Ghost. When the power of God comes upon you, the Bible says in this experience, he came like a rushing mighty wind and he filled the temple. Understand, he want to fill your temple. Are you building your spiritual house? There is a day appointed for you to be baptized in the spirit, for you to be speaking in tongues. Just because you can't right now, don't mean you can't be led by the Spirit in prayer. Just understand you're building, and there's going to be a time where God fills you up so much to overflowing, and Jesus is going to embrace you and baptize you in the Spirit. Here it says, and they began to speak in tongues when they were filled with the Holy Ghost as the Spirit gave them utterance. See, it is not your soulish room that can give you utterance. It is your spirit. It is the Spirit of God. And so you've got to understand, you've got to build that spiritual house. You've got to walk with the Spirit of God. If you want the power of God working in your life, you've got to be filled You've got to start building. And one way you build is through prayer. And you've got to let him lead you. They can't be selfish prayers. It says, not only do you pray for yourself, you've got to pray for all saints. Fill them with your spirit, God. Deliver them, God. Bring them into that place in you where they fulfill the call of God on their lives. That is an unselfish prayer. That is a prayer 
that we need as believers. The Apostle Paul taught in the Bible, when he prayed for the believers, he said, strengthen them in the inner man. This is how you begin to learn to allow the Spirit of God lead you into prayer. Father, pray. I pray that you would strengthen them in the inner man. Strengthen them in their spirit. Why? Because they need it. They need to be strong in the spirit. That they will be led by your spirit and not by their flesh. So they won't walk. So they won't fall. We don't want to fall. First Corinthians, the fourth chapter. Excuse me, First Corinthians, the fourteenth chapter. <clears throat> The 14th chapter, the second verse. For he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto men, but unto God. Understand, when I began to speak in tongues, when you begin to speak in tongues, Lord, Mm, the devil would like to intervene. And when Satan intervenes through witchcraft, they will make you say things that is dishonorable to God. But I want you to understand this. God knows the principality. You've got to keep moving and find another way to seek God. Remember, I told you, you can still be led by the Spirit in, in, in speaking in English, the tongue that you know. Because, see, understanding speaking in tongues means the tongues of men or of angels. And we've got to understand this. And I'm not going to go into teaching you about tongues and how, what's the difference between the men and the angels. But I'm going to go on to tell you that you've got to understand, even in English, you're speaking in a tongue. Why? Because it's a language of men. When you speak in Japanese, that's a language of men. When you speak in Chinese, that's a language of men. We've got to be led by the Holy Ghost. Now, I speak in English, but being baptized in the Spirit, I will begin to speak in other languages I do not know, or I will be able to speak in the language of an angel. And you've got to know. It says, listen to this, For he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto men, but unto God. For no man understandeth him. Howbeit in the spirit he speaketh mysteries. He speaketh mysteries. Verse 4. He that speaketh in an unknown tongue edifieth himself. What does it mean that he edifieth himself? He build himself up in the spirit. The Holy Spirit is building his house. We got to understand that we speak in tongues. We build ourselves up. But he that prophesieth edifieth the church. We have to understand that prophesying in the church is a good thing. Why? Because it builds the people of God up. Verse 2 said, But he that prophesieth speaketh unto men to edification and exhortation and comfort. We got to understand that we speak in tongues, we build our own spiritual houses led by the Holy Ghost. But when we prophesy, or when you, um, I'm going to get to that part. When, you, when one prophesies, he builds the church up. 
in the house of God. So we got to understand that edification means to build up. And we must understand that God builds our spiritual houses through his spirit. And we have to be led by the spirit of God in prayer to build our spiritual house. And not only do we have to be led by prayer, we must understand that prayer is the armor of God. And we must do it. So understand this. Verse 22 of the 14th chapter. It says, Wherefore tongues are for a sign not to them that believe, but them that believe not. But prophesying serveth not for them that believe not, but for them which believe. It goes back up to verse 3 and 4. Why? Because speaking in an unknown tongue edifies yourself, but prophesying edifies others. Now, if therefore the whole church be come together into one place and speak and all speak with tongues, and there come in those that are unlearned or unbelievers, will they not say they are mad? So if I'm speaking in tongues and they never heard of it or never seen it, they're going to say, what's wrong with these people? He said, but if all prophesy. Now, I want to also say the interpretation of tongues. The interpretation of tongues will also build men's spirit. Why? Because the one speaking in tongues... The other one is interpreting. That's why they say in the church, don't speak all loud in tongues unless there is an interpreter. Because you are building yourself up unless others know what the Spirit is saying through you. So if all prophesy and there come in one that believe not or one unlearned, he is convinced of all, he is judged of all. And thus are the secrets of his heart made manifest. So when you prophesy, God will make, reveal the secrets of men's heart. When you're led by the Spirit of God. And so falling down on his face, he will worship God and report that God is in you of a truth. See, I teach that miracles and signs of wonders are a um, confirmation that God is in you. Of a truth. God is in you. But then there are times where we understand that Satan. Satan will copy God. And so you got to discern a little more deeper. A little closer. You've got to ask God to reveal the truth. Because we don't want to be fooled as believers. So understand that prophecy edifies the church. Being led by the power of God. Interpretation of tongues within the house of God. It will edify the body. But Speaking in tongues where no one can understand is building up your house. So I want you to understand this is how you build your spiritual house. This is how your lively stones stay alive. We've got to understand that this is how we need to start building our spiritual house and we build through prayer first corinthians chapter 8 and it is the last verse that i will speak on today 
First Corinthians chapter eight. I mean chapter eight verse one. Now as touching things offered unto idols, we know we all have knowledge. Knowledge puffeth up, but love edifies. Okay, I'm going to stop right here. And I'm going to leave off at prayer in this teaching of building your spiritual house. You got to start by allowing the Holy Spirit to lead you. Start by allowing the Holy Spirit to lead you. You must build your spiritual house. And in week one, this is how you're building your spiritual house. Through prayer and supplication unto God by the Holy Ghost, the power of God. Heavenly Father, you are Elohim. You're El Shaddai. And we love you and we love your spirit. I pray for every believer right now that they humble themselves and be led by your spirit to pray because he knows what we need to pray for, for ourselves and for others. I pray that you would give them the desire to want to be filled and baptized in your spirit. I pray that Christ would baptize those that desire to be filled. That desire to be led by God and by his spirit. I pray that the Holy Ghost fill their temples. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen and amen.